this is episode one of the League podcast hosted by yours truly, Benjamin R. Hinckley, a.k.a. The Swami. In our first episode, we will discuss the current state of the league, how our 10th anniversary season kind of represents the entirety of uh, the existence of the league. Um, as well as uh, some past champions and their thoughts on who's going to take home the trophy this year. Um, once again, the League Podcast is brought to you by Crystal Springs Water, Crystal Springs Water, the cleanest and fanciest drinking water ever brought to your corporate office. Now, as we continue here today, we are on October, excuse me, November 3rd, 2022. It is game five of the World Series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. Uh, Currently, uh, I am en route to Blacksburg, Virginia, or Virginia Tech, where I am visiting league mate Ryan Knapp. We will have Ryan on the show shortly, Um, and just attempt to discuss kind of uh, where he thinks the league is going this year, as he is a former champion, despite not being very successful this year or in the past five or so years. Um, but on our way there, before we get to him, let's talk about the current state. We have three teams at seven and one between myself, Elliot, and Dan. And between myself, Ben, Elliot, and Dan, they're all in the same division. They're all seven and one. Uh, no surprise between Ben and Dan that they're having successful seasons as they have probably been two or three of the most, two out of the three should be most successful and the other two being Hunter and, of course, Evan. Um, who are two owners that are actually struggling this year? Evan with a two and six record, uh, and Hunter with a three and five record. Uh, it's not that these owners haven't had you know poor seasons in the past, but I mean it's very rare to see both of these owners have bad seasons. So it kind of shows you that you know the league, and I, I think uh, football, the NFL, not just fantasy, the NFL in general this year has had uh, some very interesting uh, developments. You know, lots of uh, volatility, not a lot of teams winning versus teams they should, and some teams, you know, losing against teams that they should, and it's it's just crazy to see how stuff like this is happening. Uh, but yeah, Evan and, Evan and Hunter are struggling. Uh, ben, Dan, and Elliot both succeeding. Um, probably the biggest surprise of the year, outside of Elliot being successful, you know, 7-1 is impressive for our first-time owner, was that our other first-time owner, uh, that would be Luke DeCray, is in first place in the other division. So you have the Shield Division and the Bob Division, and somehow uh, the Bob Division has only one team above 500, and the Shield Division has three teams above 500. So in this case, Sheila is better than Bob, and we know that's probably not true in real life, but at least for today, that is where we stand. Um, but Luke DeCray being leading his division, I think he's got the playoffs under wraps there. Uh, I, I do not, I do not personally foresee anybody. Uh, taking that division crown away from him, so congratulations, Luke. Um, but where I really want to focus today is on the three seven-one teams between Ben, Dan, and Elliot, and kind of where they fit in. So uh, we're going to start today with our numbers dive. This is the numbers dive with Ben Inkley. So this is just a segment where I talk to myself about numbers, and there's an old famous quote between. Uh, Mark Twain and his readers that reads uh, I don't give a damn about statistics because they're all a bunch of damn lies and well I don't necessarily disagree with him 
I do think that there's a lot of things that can happen in the world that don't tell a whole story, but if you put enough of it together, you can kind of start to gauge what's, you know, actually going to, uh, you know, happen, or it can be a predictive measure. Um, so let's start with this statistic. The first statistic is seven. Seven is the number of wins each of these owners have. It's also the top number of wins, okay, achieved by any owner last season. No team had a better record than seven and four last season. Uh, all three of these owners look like they will get at least one more win. I mean, you never know, but at least one more win. So we will likely break that record this year, uh, at least in our run of 11-game seasons. So first number is seven. Our second number is nine. The most wins in the regular season by any owner has been nine. All three of these owners have a chance to break that number. Um, it was first accomplished by Dan in the 2012 season as ABC is RG3. Uh, it was then not accomplished for a long time until the uh, 2015 season when Ryan also went 9-1 uh, as his uh, Devontae Freeman named team that I cannot think of at the moment. Uh, then Evans Eat Town Blue Jay the following year also in 2016 went 9-1. He won the championship. Uh, we then have to push a little bit further to 2018 where uh, Ben's uh, KC and the Showtime band team also went 9-1. Ended up losing in the championship to Colton that year, but he also went 9-1 that season. Um, and since then, we haven't had any 9-1 teams. So, uh, you know, that's not to say that, you know, it isn't an accomplishment because it's happened a few times, but it's happened a few times. So, you know, if we had another 9-win season, 9-2, that'd be impressive. 8-3 is obviously really good. Uh, but what would be really cool if, is if one of these owners, any three of them, won out. Um, and unfortunately, as I'm driving at the moment, I don't have the schedules in front of me. Um, but I would think that at least one of these owners has a chance to do it. Um, what would really help is if one of them would face each other, because then that means guaranteed one win for one of these owners. Um, I don't think Ben and Elliot have faced each other yet. But I, I would have to check. But if Ben and Elliot face each other, one of them wins that. They only need to win two more after that, because they're, they're guaranteed one. So... Uh, that would be really cool as if we had an owner that got to double-digit wins this year, first time in league history. If we don't, that's okay. I just think I think it'd be really cool. Um, all right. So as I said, first number is seven, second number is nine, and our last number is eight. That is our record for most seasons with a playoff appearance is eight, and there's a tie between Dan and Evan. We both have eight seasons. Eight seasons with a playoff, and that doesn't mean a stream winning record because Dan has actually had plenty of losing records going into playoff seasons. But the most consecutive playoff appearances has been, or most most playoff appearances, excuse me, has been eight. Okay. I don't know what just hit my windshield, but it didn't crack, so I'm not that mad. Um, eight wins. Uh, seven, nine, and eight. Um, so eight, eight playoff appearances. Excuse me. Um, Ben has seven. He's been seven out of nine seasons, or seven out of ten seasons, excuse me. Um, and uh, so it looks, like, it looks at this point that Dan will accomplish that feat of making the playoffs, and Evan likely will not. So it looks like Dan will take sole possession um, if he can get his ninth playoff appearance in ten seasons. 
We're going to take a quick break here on the League Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the Swami Benjamin R. Hinckley. Um, we come back, we'll talk to current League member Ryan Knapp on what, who he thinks has the best chance of coming out. Uh, thank you and stay tuned. All right, we are back on the League Podcast as we have former champion and now commissioner of the Dubas League Fantasy Baseball League, Ryan Michael Knapp during this. Ryan, how are you doing today? I am doing phenomenal. This is much better than working, so thank you. Isn't it? It's, it's always, it's, podcasting is always better than working, isn't it? Uh, Ryan, not only being, being a member of the league, but also being a former champion, uh, he's been here since the league's inception in 2012. That's right. This is our 10th anniversary season here in 2022. That's right. Uh, Ryan, two questions to go with that. Did you think that we'd ever make it here? <laughs> and then on top of that, how does it, how does it feel to be in the 10th anniversary. Did we start this in 6th grade, 7th grade? We, and we had no idea what we were doing. Nope. We, had, we had Leif, Tyler Marsh. Yeah. You, you're not the first Chris person. Chris Feger. Oh, my God. You'd be surprised. You're not the first person to bring up those names. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to forget a name like Leif. Or oh, Leif. my goodness. Freaking Leif. Leif. <laughs> yes. Well, despite having those individuals that are currently not with us, we did make it to 10 seasons. Um, We've made it. And uh, I, th- I think it's a really cool milestone. I'm, I hope that we can be here for another 10 years. Absolutely. Speaking of, of you, know, you know, those 10 years, Ryan, mm-hmm. in one of those 10 seasons, you, uh, you, you, you won a championship. Which That's right. Only, I think it is uh, only seven, six or seven owners can say they have because we've had a couple repeat owners. So uh, how does it feel to be one of the few champions? I mean, it's it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate I appreciate the recognition of my 2013 championship, um, but that was nine years ago now, um, and I have finished nothing better than fourth, and my average is seventh. Uh, so it has been a downhill battle. <laughs> it has been a downhill battle, um, uh, and you've had some okay seasons since then. You had a nine and one season in 20. 20- 15. Yeah, just couldn't finish and, it off. And uh, could not finish that one off either. Uh, and off. There was cer- certainly some other years where you, you, you struggled. Um, right. This twenty this 2013 team definitely stands out. Yes, yes. Absolutely. What was the, what was the championship maker of that team? What, 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 what was it? I'm going to go down memory road here. Memory lane. I, I'd love to go down memory lane line. Ready? Starting quarterback. Yes. RG3. Ah. That's when RG3 could actually still run. And Absolutely. he wasn't on uh, Monday Night Football and uh, jumping with Adam Schefter as the uh, – they go into frigid weather in Buffalo, yes. Okay. That's right. Starting running back, Maurice Jones-Drew. Ah, uh, On Oakland. On oh, <laughs> the Oakland Raiders. On the Oakland Raiders. Then, the number two running back of the season, Alfred Morris, the man himself. Ah, uh, yes. Wasn't that, no, if, if, I, if memory serves me correctly, your name was based on him. The Morris Code. The Morris Code, yes. Right. Ryan, do you know Morris Code? Absolutely not, but... He knows thirteen-year-old me thought it was really you, cool. You just like the more you knew the Morris code. Man. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Alfred Morris. Rounding yes. out, we had the not the flex. If you remember, we started the league with the RB the slash. running back slash wide receiver. We did no absolutely tight ends right. allowed. Yes, it's absolutely right. We had Des Bryant, Des classic, yeah. and then here's where people are going to remember the considered the greatest draft in fantasy football history. Wide receiver one, Alashawn Jeffrey. Yes, when he's with the Bears. Yes. That's right. And rounding it out, the number one wide receiver this year after missing two games to start the season, Josh Gordon himself. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon himself. Wow. That is the highest, most points in the fantasy league more than any other quarterback 
with the way we had our points formatted back yes, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. And then, of course, the legend, Jimmy Graham as the number one tight end. Yeah, yep. I had the Panthers defense, who was actually put up way too many points for a defense. Yeah. And then Justin Tucker. Kicker. And if you would like to, for some more name drops here, my bench going off. Dwayne Bowe. Dwayne Bowe, yes. Joeek Bell. Yeah, I doubt I'm saying Joik, that right. Joik Bell. Joik Bell. Joik Bell. Running back. Yeah, more yep. sense, but it's me. So I have Joik Bell. We have the rookie, Keenan Allen. Yes. Pierre Thomas, the running back of the Saints. The Saints, yeah, the backup, yeah. Steve Smith on Baltimore. When he, when he moved from Carolina to Baltimore. Right. Ahmad Bradshaw. On the Giants? Not on the Giants, on the Colts. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And if everyone remembers the sensation, well, that completely busted, Justin Blackman. Oh, yeah. Wide receiver on Jacksonville. I yeah. forget what he did. He probably beat up a woman or something. something. Like, he was such a know, highly... He been drugs or something. He was such know. a highly pow- touted prospect. But absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so that's a trip that's, down memory lane That's the everyone. team right there. Yeah. Um, Ryan finished number one that year with the mm-hmm. best record and the most right. points. Ended up facing uh, Ben in the championship last season. Shady's That's, got a brand Shady's new got bag. a brand new bag, which is actually in competition for the best team name of all time. Um, but uh, I think you ended up. I, you by fifteen. Points. I was gonna say I think you ended up dispatching him closely, but still, still winning convincingly enough. That's right. That's right. But we right. gotta look at this year now. We do. So, so, so taking what we learned from from your team, you know, all the big names that. Absolutely. Unfortunately, none of them are playing football anymore. Not a oh no, Tucker! One. Tucker is Tucker is. Oh yeah, that's it. That's and the Panthers' defense. And the, of yeah, course. well, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, I don't even know if they play defense sometimes. Uh, looking into this, year, Ryan, what what team? I mean, you have three at the top. You know, mm-hmm. Dan, Elliot, and Ben. That yep. all seven markets, but you got a couple others. You got Luke with a five and three. We won two teams with a four and four, and a bunch of teams three and five. Yep. But but who in that upper echelon do you think? Reminds you the most of this team. Who do you think? What who? What team do you think has that same championship so if caliber? You, if, a lot of those names on my bench were named people. Dwayne Bow was a startable player, but he was sitting on my bench. Joy Bell was a great running back. Yes, yeah. But Maurice Jones drew average three yards a carry, but thirty thousand touchdowns, so right. it did not matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. So really, what I look for is a good bench to support everything. A bye week shouldn't destroy a week. Sure. Unless you're Elliot this week, who has what his entire lineup, his entire on bench on bar. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna get that later in our pick segment. With yeah, our producer yeah. Chase. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so that, that's ridiculous. So I'm not gonna dance. He's already in the good spot. He's seven and one, yep. and his team's all the way through. Yep. He he doesn't have a strong wide receiver too. But guess what? That's what Patrick Mahomes is to make up for. Or I don't know, Tyreek Hill, or two two tight ends of Taysom Hill and George Kittle. Yeah. Thank you, my butler. Chase just brought me my chicken strips. I appreciate it. Um, he's wearing a suit, as he's, he should. He's dressed up as a butler, yeah. Yep, that's absolutely Chase right. will be dressed up in the same way for our pick segment later. <laughs> we, we wish we had the, the video on, but we won't. Um, but continue, Ryan. So you think Dan's the one? Dan's the one. Dan's the I'm one. I'm going through the other teams as well, the teams that don't look – I mean, the teams that aren't 7-1. and one. Right. And you have some meh. People, I mean, you have teams that should be doing better than right. they are. You have a lot of people that say Danny's roster is good, but it, just he doesn't have the, well, the, the, the managerial prowess. Danny is the manager. Yeah, yeah. He does have an okay. He has a fine team. It's just it's Danny. So well, you count him out. <laughs> yep, you count. I, I think I unfortunately think that's the way. By far the least. I mean, god awful is. Well, I mean, he's been doing better, I guess. But wow. Every time I see Colton playing, it's, it hasn't been great. Isn't so. Colton at 4-4, four four, though? I mean, his team should be way better than it should, and that's for sure. He's got Jonathan Taylor, who's been 
the first pick curse of doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just the way it goes. For once, he's not on Collins' team, though. So that's a yeah. Good for good for him. Marlo Collins not doing very well this year, right? either way. So yeah, um, I mean, he's got. I mean, I love Damian Pierce. I'm still mad that he took him. But it's not like he's a, a running back one that you're like, yes, Derrick Henry's up. Yeah, it's a, you're right. It's a little it's a little different. I would agree. Yeah, but it's tough. But, uh, I, I think it's Dan. You think it's Dan? It's well, Dan. I think a lot of people would agree with you. And if you go back to. Her, uh, the Swami's uh, first week newsletter you see he also picked Dan to finish oh, top okay. of the league well, so you're usually uh, that's our uh, home run call presented to you by Dingers Dingers the only place you can hit home runs and get a solid beer at the same time Dingers uh, as we finish uh, our interview with Ryan I do have one last question for you Ryan mm-hmm. uh, looking at the rest of the season right doing well right mm-hmm. 10 years in okay what would the league look like 10 years after this 10 years after so, this so 2032, will you have won another championship by then? Uh, I, I honestly don't think so. <laughs> uh, it just hasn't, been, hasn't, hasn't worked out for me lately. Um, even when I think I have a good team, you know, it, it just doesn't matter. Right. Because then they're uh, dog water, uh, nothing short of terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so confidence is low moving forward um, and now yes. and past. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Low yeah. confidence. Yes. All right. Well, Ryan, I'd like to thank you for joining me today Absolutely. on the League Podcast. Uh, when we get back, we'll look into a bit more of a historical dive uh, about 10 years in the League before bringing on our uh, esteemed Commissioner Emeritus, Dan Feger. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. We are back on the League Podcast. Uh, once again, today is about two things. Records such as our weekly record of win and loss, or our season win-loss record, which at the moment for some is better than others, but also about records over careers, records that are milestones. And our league this year has reached a milestone with our 10th anniversary season. The league itself, first aptly named Fun with Figure and Friends, was started in 2012 and has, against all odds, lasted... Ten seasons. You go 2022 through 2021. That's uh, sorry, 2012 through 2021 is technically ten seasons. But this is our tenth anniversary season, meaning ten years since we started the league. Um, and uh, in a few moments, we're going to bring on my dear friend and league founder Dan Feger to. Beginning to kind of grow the league a little more. We had kind of shifted between eight and ten owners most seasons. And we get to the 2016 season, and if we're being honest, we've had a lot of you know uneven competition. Sure, that there had not been a repeat winner, which you're like, oh, that means lots of good turnover. But there would be a lot of seasons with one and nine or two and eight owners, and it seemed seemed to be the same five or six guys always contending for titles. Uh, and, you know, that happens in a lot of fantasy leagues. It happens in, you know, fantasy football leagues, fantasy baseball leagues. It happens in regular sports leagues where you see, you know, a lot of times for certain years, you know, people, for a certain number of years, the same teams being competitive. But I think it went a little deeper than that because we would, 
allow friends of friends to be in the league that then wouldn't really pay attention to it, and then we change them out. And we had more than just a turnover of you know champions, but we had a turnover of league members in general. Um, and I don't think that that's always a terrible thing. Like this year, we have two new members, and that's fine. But there's a few years there where I think we only had stuck with the six and the or five or six players, and we added four new ones and. You know, then sometimes those same four wouldn't come back for the next year. And, um, the league all-time database records these. You know, each owner has a section in there, and there's some owners like Tyler Marks that would win the league, or like Dan's older brother Chris Feger who won the league, 2014 and 2015, sorry, 2012 and 2015 respectively. And they're no longer in the league, and that's okay. But there are other owners like Oak Wenger and Dan's cousin Brendan and Reed Nevling. And there's like there are examples of players, and I mean, unfortunately, with players even like Mitch Caffrey and uh, Drew Myers, who are no longer in the league, that were in there for a few years and just were not competitive. Like maybe a playoff appearance between them all, no championships, you know. And probably the worst thing, because like yes, there are owners that can have bad seasons, right? But when you're you remain at an uncompetitive level so far, it's like a free win for other players. That's when it becomes an issue. Um, the perennial person that we've actually had to stick around the league for all these years, pretty much since 2013, has been Danny Engel. And, you know, not to talk too much about Danny, but he definitely has had, you know, his ups and downs in the league. And he's, he's definitely been an owner that most would consider to be in the basement or at the doorstep, you know. But... One thing about Danny that I have appreciated is he always comes back the next year and he tries his best. Now, sometimes that effort doesn't last the whole season, but he always comes back and he always tries his best. And the person that Danny Angle is is some, someone that I always have a great respect for. Um, other owners that have had similar track records to him have not come back and not tried to put effort in. And that's when we typically lost them. Um, and that's okay. You're going to have turnover. Um, but... It was about 2050-60 when we realized this, and this is when we really started implementing the, hey, like, you either perform, like, you put up or you shut up. If you're not giving an effort towards, you know, accomplishing a championship or if you're not actually actively winning every week or attempting to win every week, you know, we're probably not going to invite you back next year. Um, and fortunately, since then, in the five, pri- five seasons uh, subsequent to that, I don't think that there's been an owner that has laid down at any point during the season. Now, sure, you got the, the one or two weeks that they're just not competitive because of some buys or injuries, right? But almost every week, you would go into the week being like, you know, this isn't a free win for anybody. And that's what we like to see. Uh, and it showed last year when the best re- the best record was a person that was only three games above 500. Like, that last year was probably the epitome of, you know just parody in the league and we love that type of parody because it shows that there's being a good amount of competition around the league um, so in the totality of our 10 seasons here I don't think that you know we've quite gotten to the point where you know it feels like you know you're in like a franchise like the NFL or anything you know you're not like you know we're not quite there you haven't been around long enough yet and you know there's lots of great matchups and lots of great stories to tell um, but I do think that in the next 10 seasons, we will get to a point where we have pretty much, you know, nine nine or 10 owners that 
maybe even 11 or 12 because we have a 12 we have a 12 team system this year past two years that will stay in it and that i think that's the goal of every league is to get groups of friends together you know and you crew friends and you lose some along the way but you try to get as many people together as possible for as long as possible and i think we're starting to accomplish that there isn't a person in the league this year that i would be like hey they can't make their way back next year i'm seeing efforts from everybody and i i really think that this is a close knit group of guys close enough knit group of guys that we could find ourselves with these same 12 owners in the next 10 seasons and that's exactly what i want to see um so kudos to you guys on that thank you for being such great participants um and hopefully we can keep this going when we come back uh we will have former commissioner dan james Feeger join us to discuss his tenure as commissioner kind of where he thought he saw the league going when he uh, started it in 2012 and what he has seen in the past decade or so of fantasy sports. All that more when we come back. The League Podcast is brought to you by Target. Target, the only place where both red and white circles can come together to make the spot of dreams. Please find everything you could need. Halloween costumes, groceries, outlets, outlet clothing, and most importantly, female hygiene equipment. If you need help finding your nearest Target, simply look for the red and white stripes going together in concentric fashion. That's why it's called Target. Target, the only place that looks like a Target. And we are back with the League Podcast. In a second, we will have Dan Fugue joins, but first I wanted to run through the quick power rankings of the League in 12th place with, unfortunately, one of the worst records in the League and one of the worst areas of luck in the league we have evan hinkley and his lovely two and six record in 12th place joining him towards the bottom is our friend colin hinkley i cannot believe both hinkleys are at the bottom in 10th place looking like he really doesn't know what he's doing despite he well he just doesn't know what he's doing is our typical basement uh dweller dan struggling a little bit this year and it's mostly due to the fact that he drafted all wide receivers is Coos in seventh place just outside the playoffs as we go into our final stretch of the season mostly finding decent ways to play but also kind of struggling and really not finding success against great teams is Chase in fifth place sorry sixth place excuse me with probably the best three and five record out there despite it being really not a good record but also a kind of decently good record uh is colton i'm sorry with a four and four record colton has a four and four record now you may be surprised to see colton here but he as the tailor-made player has found his way back into contention in fifth place with perhaps the best three and five record is Ryan, who nearly beat Ben last week and actually has one of the better rosters in the league, um, but unfortunately lost in a close matchup. 3-5 and five is a good record for Ryan right now. I think he will find himself into the playoff as the best 3-5 and five record team, but who knows? We'll find out soon. In fourth place, leading. That is right, leading 
the Bob Division and has been leading the Bob Division for most of the season is L.A. DeCray. Who knew L.A. DeCray would be here? I mean, not that I didn't, but, I mean, first years are usually tough for a lot of us. So, hey, kudos to him making that. In third place and sitting as the number three seven and one team, it's crazy you can be seven and one and not be top of the league, is Elliot Kluckner, also in his first season. Who knew he would get here, right? Like, I mean, Elliot was a great fantasy baseball owner, but having your first year in fantasy football, you know, dealing with all the shit that all these owners deal with, congrats to Elliot and Luke being on third and fourth right now in the power rankings. Did not see that one coming. In second place with probably the best 7-1 record, but honestly not the hottest owner at the moment, is Dan. Dan put together a masterful performance last week, but he did lose the week beforehand um, to... Uh, I think that was Ryan. Um, but Dan's been great all year. I mean, the only reason he's not in the top position right now is because he has lost a, uh, has lost a, uh, a matchup in the past, you know, seven weeks, and the owner above him has not. Uh, but, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, who, the preseason favorite and living up to it, I mean, that's such a tough thing to do in the league nowadays. Um, so it's great to hear him that he's living up to it. And lastly, but not least, in first place is the Swami, Ben Hinkman. Uh, ben started off the season 0-1, lost to Dan, looked lost. And if you looked at his roster, you thought, wow, this is going to be another typical 5-6 and six year for Ben where he nearly misses out on the playoffs and struggling. And Ben's had a lot of those seasons, you know. When Ben hasn't been making the top seed, he's gone, you know, 6-5 and five or 6-4 and four and barely made it in, or 4-6 four and, four and six or 5-6 and, and barely lost it. So, congrats to him on finally pulling away from that and getting back to that dominant self. And seven straight wins. Wow. I mean, I mean, seven straight is tough to do in any fantasy setting, but especially in football, you know, with all the bye weeks and shit happening between the weeks. Um, so, kudos to him. Seven and one. Those are our power rankings as we head into week nine. Make sure to check your lineups. Be sure to follow all of our uh, publications at Swami sports uh, publications. All right. Thank you. Like I said, when we come back, we will have former commissioner Dan Feger talking about the current state of the league and our 10th anniversary season. Thank you. And see you soon. All right, Daniel, uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, we are today discussing our, uh, 10 year anniversary of the league, which is amazing to me. Um, Dan is a former commissioner or commissioner emeritus um, of the league. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm uh, currently driving home from my last customer of the day, last customer of the week. Can't complain. It's the weekend. It's Friday. Doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, great to hear that. Uh, Dan, so can you tell me, um, as a former commissioner, um, 10 years of the league, um, did you, A, ever think we'd get here, uh, and B, how did you think when we started this league that it would pan out over these ten, first 10 years? Well, um, I guess I, I always expected us to get to this point, but in reality, I guess we also didn't really think we were going to get this far. We probably thought the college was going to be something that would uh, take us apart from one another and prevent us from continuing the league, so on and so forth. Um, but it's still going and it's still going strong. I mean, 
uh, we got a lot of different faces over the years, but I think we got a locked in set group now, which is uh, which is pretty good. But yeah, yeah, I never really thought it was gonna get this this far, and I'm glad to see that it's still going strong. Me too. Me too. Um, so uh, if, if if we go back and uh, as Ryan said, or take a little a little trip down memory lane. Um, mm -hmm. When you started the league in, in 2012, Dan, um, you know, it was, it was a different league back then. Uh, can you tell me kind of like how, how you, say, you think things have progressed um, and kind of like, you know, why, why not, not obviously you said why it lasted so long, but kind of like, kind of like give us, a, give us the league story in not so many words. Yeah, I mean, so like I said, uh, like you said, I should say, um, 2012 is when I started the league. It wasn't just me. I know we all collectively wanted to start a league, um, but I was the commissioner. I was the one that was like, okay, let's just uh, add some people in and go from there. Um, it's come a long way, especially since uh, since the time that Colin drafted the Jets defense six overall. That was a different league, but that was the year fantasy football in general started. Uh, still an atrocity to this day, a disgrace to the game of football. Correct. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's Colin. You can't really expect anything else. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's had a lot of different faces, like I said in the first part of this segment. Um, uh, a lot of you don't remember Oak Wenger, Tyler in late March, Brendan Deeger, my cousin down in Naples, Florida. Uh, my brother was in the league. He won it once. Um, it's been a lot of different faces over the years. Um, pretty much same, uh, same rules, same standards, same, same uh, scoring. But yeah, the, the reason why uh, we got a good group of guys is everybody's really paying attention. Um, that's what we wanted from the start. But a lot of those guys couldn't handle the uh, the drastic. Uh, improvements that they needed to make to become a better league owner and a more competitive force in the league. So it, it's changed a lot over the years, faces uh, mostly, but yeah, it's always always going to be these group of guys, the core group of me, you, Colin, Ryan, and then all of the add-ons from uh, their college experiences for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, it all started with that. It did, it so. did, and uh, and that's kind of like, kind of I think where we're heading, right? Is we have this group of guys that is starting to get pretty attached to one another. I think, um, and I mean, I think that you know we had a fair amount of turnover in the first five years of the league, and you know I kind of mentioned that earlier, and and now as we entered the last five years and maybe you know the next ten years, hopefully, you know that can happen. We're, so that, that's that's my hopefully lasting question for you is. Where do you see the league going in 10 years? Imagine it's 2032. Where where do we stand in 2032? Oh, we're, it's still going to be a league. Um, I, I don't see this slowing down or stopping anytime soon, to be honest with you. Um, I can see this uh, continuing until we all die, not to sound morbid, but just I can see all of us being 80 years old. And if fantasy football is still a thing when uh, we're all 80, uh, I feel like we'll still still be playing in this league because uh the group of guys that we have right now besides hunter because he sucks um 
the group of guys, everybody, even though I didn't grow up with Matt Kuziak, uh, Luke Dupre, any of the other guys, I could see myself hanging out with them without the person who introduced me to them. So it's like we all got close. Um, and that goes for everybody in the league. We've all gotten really close outside of fantasy football and done stuff like the whole Virginia Tech trips, multiple occasions. Uh, some of you were there for that. Some of you weren't. I know Ben was not there. I know he's down there right now. But we all know what we're talking about when we say the, the Virginia Tech trips. But, um, yeah, there's been multiple different occasions where – We've had a lot of memories made together, um, stupid ones in a great way. But, yeah, it's uh, it's just the fact that all of us are starting to get really close and form a group outside of fantasy football and fantasy baseball uh, is the reason why I see this continuing on for a very long time. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you have such uh, great hopes for the next 10 years, and as do I. I'm, I'm always, a, always the optimist. Before I let you go, Dan, uh, uh, unfortunately the Phillies have now dropped the last two. Uh, give me, give me now a, a prediction for the last two games of the World Series. Well, I remember I predicted that the Phillies would win eight four last night. That yeah. was incorrect. But I do also remember that I still predicted the Phillies in seven, which obviously that's still a chance. Sure. I I am saying that the Phillies are still going to win in seven. I think they're going to take two in Houston. I just think there's something different about this team. Uh, they just won't go away. Even though they lost the last two in uh, no-hitter fashion and uh, nail-biter of a game last night, I don't see this team going down without a fight. Um, that's why they call them fighting. So that's right. Fuck the Astros. Um, fuck Hunter. Fuck anybody who I'm playing this week. But um, I look forward to repeating as champion. So fuck all of you in general. I know you told me to keep the language a little bit cleaner. I did that up until the last thirty seconds. That's but, okay. That's all right, Dan. Uh, uh, most of our viewers won't make it this far, so it's okay. Yes, uh, yes, it's, it's okay. So all right. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, Phillies in seven, and I, I just am happy that this league has been a thing. It's something that I look forward to every year, whether everybody's getting together for the draft or we're all doing it online. It's a thing that I look forward to every time. Glad to hear it, Dan. Well, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. This has once been, been it's once again been uh, Dan Figure, Commissioner Emeritus, uh, current seven and one standing in the league, and he's also a hopeful Philly fan, as am I. So. Uh, we're going to come back with uh, our pick segment uh, to finish out here. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us here on the League Podcast. We'll be back in a moment. And welcome back to League Podcast. Uh, we just finished our power ranking segment. Um, and, of course, that means we are getting towards Swami's pick of the week. Uh, Swami's picks, once again, are brought to you by Jergens Lotion. Jergens, the only time that you can both moisten your hands and get a load off at the same time. All right. Jurgens, we are now in the pick segment. I brought have with me my producer Chase Prangerman. It's a pleasure to be here, Ben. I'm always happy to have Chase on. Hopefully, this will be not be the last time he's on to help me with going through some of these picks. So, Chase, what are the matches this week that start at the top? All right, let's start at the top. Ben versus Chase. Wow, that that really is the top matchup of the week. I mean, we got two very com- big competitors. Yep, big competitors. Two players having very. 
opposing seasons in in, yeah. in the record category. If I recall, a seven and one and a three and five. It is not Chase's year. It is not Chase's year. Yes, and it's always great to talk about yourself in the third person. Uh, on that one, I mean, as, as much as I'd love to give Chase a chance, if I remember correctly, he ended up starting Brandon Cooks, even though he didn't play Thursday night. So at this point, I think I'm going to have to say Ben, but I'm going to say Ben does not eclipse 100 points. I'm going to give him – he has had four straight weeks with 100 points. I'm going to say he goes falls just short, and he wins 95 to 75. That is the Swami's pick. Chase, what do you have? So personally, I think there's a controversy on our hands. I tried to take out Brandon Cooks, but it didn't happen. You can ask Ryan Knapp. He did indeed see it, but – Hey, those things happen. You got to roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Eagles, no offense to all you Eagles fans out there. They're quite disappointments yesterday. You're playing the Texans. You got to, Jake Elliott's got to make more kicks. I mean, the one kick he missed, that was from really far away. But two points, not really going to cut it. I'm going to bet the under just like you, except for I'm going to say Chase fails to eclipse 60 points. It's wow. going to be 85 to 50. Wow. That is a low-scoring game. Yeah, I, I can I see there's a couple of buys this week. Ben's team's in quite at full bore. Still missing a few players. So I, can, I can see that for sure. All right, who's our next matchup? We got Colton versus Colin. Colton and Colin. Two C names. Both owners that need wins desperately. Colin a little bit more than Colton. Colton is at 4-4. Four and four, and I think I said he's he probably isn't as good as Ryan's team. Even though Ryan's at 3-5. and five, But he's still at 4-4. Four and four, has a solid chance to make the playoffs. Collins Colton's de- three and five. So Colton's three and five. Yeah. Okay. Colton's three. Off two and six. I thought. Are you sure? I thought Colton's four and four. No, he's in my division. Ah. Three and five. Ah, interesting. Well, either way, I think Colin is still a little bit more desperate than Colton. Uh, and at this point, I think he needs everyone he can get. I, I don't know if that even happens this week. I mean, if he loses, he's out of the playoffs for sure. But I'm going to say that the desperate man finds a little bit of luck this week. Maybe the Geno Smith. You know, quarterback decision over Aaron Rodgers helps him. I'm going to have Colin a narrow victory, mostly because I know uh, Colton's team isn't going to put up three wide receivers over 30 points again because that's really, really tough to do. So I'm going to have Colin the victory, 87 to 82 in this one. Close matchup. All right. Well, I cannot disagree more. First, let me ask a question. Yes. Colin, when are you going to pick it up? I, I hear all these facts. You won one championship in fantasy baseball. I, I don't see it. Like I just maybe you're just not the manager I thought you were. Um, look at your running back situation. That is a well, that's a sad state of affairs, right there. It's a there. sad state. Colton, on the other hand, you have been unlucky this year. AJ Brown and D Hop and Pierce and Taylor. That is a pretty great team. He's my dark horse. I really hope he can somehow make the playoffs because I think he has a good chance of competing in it. Give me Colton ninety, Colin. 84. Okay, so we both see a close matchup in this one. I do think Colin is going to put up a fight either way. Whether he ends up winning is yet to be seen. All right, who's on tap for our third matchup? We got Luke versus Elliot. Luke and Elliot, the two new owners finally facing off. Uh, you would have think that would happen earlier this season, but no, it's the first time they're facing each other, two new owners, although we've had Elliot in the Fantasy Baseball League before. Um, both owners having surprisingly good seasons. Uh, we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, with Ryan and Dan, but uh, definitely a, a, the two good surprises to find new owners. Five and three for Luke, seven and one. Seven for and one for him. Yeah, it might be. I think the, the 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 matchup this week with the two 
uh, highest best record teams. Uh, I'll say this about Elliott is that his seven and one record can be deceiving because he's had some great weeks. He's also had some poor weeks. I think Luke's been a bit more consistent. Um, and at this point in the season, I think consistency ends up being your best friend. Um, I'm going to pick Luke in this one. As much as I'd like Elliott's team and as much as I think he is somewhat deserving of the seven one record, I think, I think Luke is every bit as deserving of his five and three record. Um, and at this point, I think he's playing a little bit better fantasy, fantasy ball. So I'm going to go with Luke, the first person to eclipse 100 points this week, 102 over Elliott's 87. So Luke, 102, Elliott, 87. Chase? Um, so I was looking at these teams. Elliot, you got buy central this week. Every single player on your bench is on a buy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That is setting you up though. You're seven and one. You know you're gonna make the playoffs. Getting all these bye weeks over with is perfect. It probably helps your team, yes, it does. But looking at this week, starting Kadarius Tony. Oh, that's a yeah. that's that's I knew he picked situation. him up. I didn't know he's he's starting him. Oh he, boy. Yeah, he, he has to start him. Oh. Every single person. Overall, you have the better team, but I'm taking Luke in this one. He's got a questionable running back, too. He needs to fill that hole. I would recommend trading with someone. But Gibson or Harris, they're only going to get worse throughout the season. Right. But I'm going to give it to Luke. Yeah. And I'm going to say Luke is the first team I'm going to predict to go over 100. I'm going to put him at 105. Elliot, sadly, you're going to land at 66. Oh, wow. Big That's difference. Calling a blowout this week. That may hurt Elliot's chances of uh, getting that top seed, but we, we'll discuss that. Uh, another time. All right. As we finish our first three matches of the week, it's time for our corporate sponsor once again, brought to you by Crystal Springs Water. Crystal Springs Water, the cleanest water and best water you could ever have in a corporate setting. Drink cleanly, drink swiftly, drink crystal. Crystal Springs Water. All right, Chase, on to our fourth. Danny versus Ryan. Danny versus Ryan. Wow. I mean, if you pick two owners that are probably the most opposite in terms of, you know, fantasy you know, attentiveness. Ryan can't stop checking it. Danny can't ever check it. So we have two opposites in that, in that uh, at least in that area. Uh, I, I will say this for Danny. He has tr- been making a- attempts at winning, or at least putting some effort into the season, but I think it's starting to be a bit of a lost season for him. Ryan, on the other hand, nearly beat Ben last week and has been scoring between 80 and 100 points points every week. I think it's a safe play here. This would be my walk of the week. Count that as Swami's lock of the week this week. Ryan, 95. Danny Angle might not even eclipse 7. I'm going to give him 71. That's Swami's lock of the week presented to you by the Lockhouse. Lockhouse, the only place you can get locks for any lock on you lock needs. The Lockhouse. Chase, what do you think? So, looking at these two teams, Ryan, you have the most points put up by a 3-5 and five team. It's the battle of the 3-5 and five teams. Danny, your team is great. Looking at Ryan's team... He is Alvin Kamara and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is a great pick. Alvin Kamara is not someone I would have went with. But then you go to wide receivers. He has two touchdown-dependent wide receivers. Jacoby Myers and Paris Campbell. And, uh, I understand he has Cortland Sutton and Brandon Ayuk on his bench, but I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that team. Um, meanwhile, Danny, on the other hand, has the best wideouts in the league. Devontae Adams, Devonta Smith, Michael Pittman. Three freaking studs. Jerry Judy on his bench. Um, TJ Hawkinson, who just got traded into a great situation in Minnesota. That's true. I'm going to switch it up. My lock of the week is Danny. Wow. This is one of the first times we've had opposing locks uh, in our pick'em segment. So, wow, that's a, that's, that's, that's a storyline for sure. We'll see who's uh, holding the locksmith next week. Uh, stay tuned for that. 
Our fifth match for Luke Chase is... Hunter versus Evan. Hunter versus Evan. This is the matchup of uh, previous champions that have had their seasons go quite sour so far. Uh, Evan and Hunter with, I think, a combined five wins on the season, a two and six and a three and five. Uh, yep, two and six, two and six. Wow, this not even a two and... Wow. Combined four wins on the season between the two, two owners that are the only pair of owners to win two championships. Each one won two championships and... Now they're both very much in danger of missing the playoffs. I mean, it would be a surprise to see either one make it. Uh, at this point in the season, I'd, I'd like to say that Evan has had the, 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 the worst luck. You know, he's, he's put up some points, but has kind of struggled. Hunter, on the other hand, just I haven't seen him do anything good all season, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm going to give Evan the break on this one, mostly because I think he's a bit stronger of a team. Um, he's going to need... You know, a little bit. Jamar Chase being out definitely hurts him. I know Chase is probably out for another two or three weeks, but um, if he can kind of get through that, maybe he has a shot to make the playoffs. Who knows? Hunter's season, I think, is done. I'm, I'm going to give Evan the win just because he thinks he still has a chance at the playoffs. Uh, low scoring, though, 85-72. Low scoring matchup. Chase, what do you think? Uh, I agree with the low scoring matchup. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, you look at Hunter's running backs. Jamal Williams and Deonta Foreman. Oh, God. Not the best situation there. Um, I understand you got DeAndre Swift on your bench and things are going to start evening out, but they're always going to be 50-50 on points. You're not really going to know who to start. I'm sorry about that. Um, Meanwhile, you look at Evan's side. He's got – he just lost Chase for the season. He's too scared to let – oh, actually, no. He's only out four to six weeks. It's not not forever, but it's long enough where he's going to need some serious help to, to if he's still playing when he comes back. I wish I could give both of these teams a loss, but sadly I can't. I'm going to give the win to Hunter. Low-scoring affair, um, 90-60. 90-60, yeah. I mean, I think 90 points is generous for Hunter, but, I mean, I guess one owner has to win at some point. Maybe he gets a, a lucky couple touchdowns or well, something. Chubba Hubbard just got hurt again. He's not playing uh, this so week. Foreman so might, for, Foreman might, Foreman might be, be used for yeah. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my pick in that matchup. If Foreman is the starter, uh, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go Hunter, 76, Evan, 65. So I'm going to flip it there. Low-scoring matchup either way. All right, Chase. And into our sixth and final matchup, who we Last got this week. Last matchup of the week. Yes. Dan versus Coos. Dan versus Coos. We are, this is, once again, this is our Swami's marquee matchup of the week. Uh, now, reason why this is the marquee matchup of the week, Dan and Coos. First of all, you have the storyline of Dan being top league owner in the league right now with seven wins and one loss and then you have Kuz who at three and five is and with wide receivers still for sale of course uh is in desperate need in absolute desperate need of a win right here um there's a little bit of a rivalry there Kuz uh only knew Dan that's a friend to Colin for many years and now has been starting to talk to him in other ways and maybe you know actually getting to know him on a separate side but uh, there's always been kind of that battle for, you know, who's, who's Colin's best dweeby friend that lives up in the New York area. Uh, and right now, I don't know if I can give the answer to that, if it's Dan or, Dan, or, Dan or Matt. Personally, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. So there's definitely a little bit of a rivalry between that. And, you know, I think, I think they, they both have, uh, you know, some, 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 some beef with, with Colin. So they definitely, you know, both have that there. Uh, so the beef between them maybe isn't as big so far, but could grow this week. Uh, team base wise, Dan's team is clearly superior on on paper, but you know on a week to week scale that can fluctuate. Uh, I mean, I think I think Dan's team is probably going to be you know 
I don't think I think it's unrealistic to to see him finishing with a ten and one record. So he's gonna have to get a loss sometime. Um, so why not here? This is Swami's marquee match. I think uh, Kuz is gonna show up uh, in this matchup. I think Kuz will take this um, behind his bevy of wide receivers and the newly traded Dalvin Cook. So we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go Kuz. He's the only other owner to break under this week. One hundred nine to ninety three. Chase. So, Dan's team, he's been doing it all. Tyreek Hill, amazing. Yep. Derrick Henry, I mean, great running back. Yep. Taysom Hill and George Kittle, wow, what a situation. Yep. Um, Patrick Mahomes, their quarterback, wow. Gotta say, on phenomenal pa- On paper, team. man, yeah. Saquon Barkley has a bye, but do you hear that? Listen. I hear the dogs barking the in the dogs. distance. I got the, the underdog. Who's here? Pitts versus the Chargers. He's going to put up two touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown. He's going to have a comeback week. He hasn't had it yet, but he started the season as a stud. Um, you also have Khalil Herbert. Phenomenal running back for the Bears. Should be running back number one. I don't know why he's still predicted under David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert, Virginia Tech grad. Great player. Give me Kuz. Putting up 120 points. Dan, not far behind, but only about 110. Wow. So that is Chase's official dog pick of the week. Chase's dog pick of the week, once again, presented to you by the ASPCA. Donate if you can today. Chase, I'd like to thank you once again for joining me on our pick segment. My producer will keep you here every week. And uh, once again, make sure you stay ginger, right? Oh, yeah. I Thank you for having me. All right. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. We'll be back in a little bit with Swami's Two Cents as we finish up our podcast. Please enjoy these messages presented to you by RJ's RV Emporium. Come by an RV at RJ's or you're a faggot. Welcome back to the League Podcast. As we finish up today's episode, I want to remind us that sports in general are for fun. But sports is just a lot more fun when you're winning. And no greater example of that than the World Series that has expired so far upon us this season. We have the Phillies and the Astros. The Phillies won the first game. People go crazy. I go crazy. I'm a Phillies fan. What the hell? Oh, my God. They're, they're up 1-0 in Houston. And they got Zach Wheeler going the next time. Oh, my God. They're going to be up 2-0 going to Philadelphia. What the heck? This is awesome. And then Wheeler goes out there, gets beat around the first inning by the Astros' offense. They never recover. I go to a party, fumble my chance with a girl, and then all of a sudden... It's 1-1. You feel so dejected Saturday night, and you're like, you don't know what to do. Off day Sunday, you watch some football, teach some tennis, blah, 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 whatever. Monday comes around, you're supposed to go to game three. You're so excited you want to go, and you know, so, you know like, okay, we're going to win. They're going to win the game, and it gets canceled because of rain. Drive your ass back to your parents' house, say hello to the dog that just had surgery, yada, yada, yada. And then go back Tuesday night and you're thinking well hopefully the rain doesn't deter their spirits at all and after getting you know a little drunk in the parking lot in Xfinity Live they just go ballistic Castellanos makes the catch they win everybody goes crazy 7-0 oh my god they're gonna win it at home in front of the fans just like a 2008 this is awesome blah 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 it's like the highest of highs you could possibly be right and of course whenever you get too hot up on your high horse you must come down following our typical wave function right now because the Phillies lost yesterday in a no-hitter. Now, granted, a combined no-hitter, but still, the Phillies were no-hit by the Astros all nine innings of yesterday in a 5 nothing loss. So, you go up, down, up, down. Today's game five, who knows if they go up or if they continue to go down. 
but it just shows you that sports is a lot more fun when you're winning. Similarly, in fantasy baseball, or in this case, excuse me, fantasy football, it is a lot more fun when you're winning. And you probably have noticed throughout the years that I tend to write more when I get excited about my team or other teams that are winning. Um, this year, not so much the case, but just uh, the, the, the general premise of being successful in something will make you want to do it more. And I think as we've kind of, you know, created this really great league, it's tough to win consistently, right? It's tough to win consistently. Um, so as we finish our podcast today, I want us to think about what can each of us do in our lives to win life more consistently? Because while enjoying life is great, life is even better and more easy to enjoy when we're winning. So, yes, I would love for you to win in fantasy football. Yes, I would love for Phillies to win the World Series. But what I would like more than anything, more than either of those two things I just mentioned, would be for you to win in life. So, this is your Swami motivational quote of the day, because remember, the Swami isn't just a predictive tutor. He's also a spiritual guide for your life. Swami's smart saying of the day is, win more in your life, whether that involves at work, in the classroom, somewhere in a hobby, maybe in a relationship, or even just your gentle, general mental well-being. Do what you can to win more often. Because as Ricky Bobby once said, if you're not first, you're last. To thank all my guests, both Ryan, Dan, and my producer, Chase Prangerman, for joining us today on the League Podcast. The League Podcast, once again, is brought to you by Swami Sports Productions, the only sports productions of the League and the Dupuis League Fantasy Baseball League. Thank you once again for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Hinckley, a.k.a. The Swami. We'll be back, hopefully, next week with another edition of the League Podcast. Thanks again, and... Go Birds!